0: And they were coming towards me and I have never ever felt in my life the amount of love that I felt in that moment. So me, through my sobbing tears, I think I'm not from Earth. What is being said is that we are actually mistaking this God with our Anunnaki forefathers. They look like a praying mantis. You know those green animals? Yes, and they were green and they had these big triangle heads and these big eyes and these long arms, but they were just standing up. And I was like, all right. I strongly believe that there is aliens in your life. And the proof of that is animals. As I'm speaking, I noticed that people are going to be listening. I think this girl is crazy, but I'm going to go there anyway. Welcome to the Naked Truth Podcast. In this podcast, we're talking about all things spirituality, personal growth, and we're having authentic, honest, and real conversations with inspiring people without the social mask. We're talking about the current events in the world and how we are being called to show up. My name is Mike Nistat, and I'm super excited to go on this journey with you, where you can safely explore about your purpose and more. Good morning and welcome to a new podcast. I'm super excited to have this one because this is a topic that I've been called to and invited to speak about five years ago, six years ago, and I haven't been doing it up until now. Uh, Last night I did a little Q&A on Instagram, having you ask questions, whatever questions you had to ask. And some of you asked, can you share a little bit more about the connection you have with aliens or with other beings or ETs well you're in the right place if you want to hear the juicy details about that because I will be sharing about that in this episode so my connection to aliens okay let me first start off by saying that before my awakening happened I didn't believe in aliens I was open to the fact that they would possibly That they could possibly exist but I remember very well being at a birthday party of a good friend of mine and a friend of her was there and somehow the conversation went to the topic of aliens and he was so convinced and like calm he says yeah of course aliens are real and I literally burst out laughing I was like this guy has completely lost it what the fuck is he talking about and how does he know how can he be so confident and say something so much out there, how can he actually prove that what he believes is real? So the way I saw it at that moment, I thought, this is just a belief system, this is just a perspective he believes in, you know, some kind of brainwashing, he's been watching too many uh, he's been watching too many movies, or he's been Googling too much on, on the weird websites, right? So, this is where I come from. But I've always known like we cannot be alone in this universe. That is practically impossible. Um, but it was just my logical mind that couldn't really accept the possibility that aliens may be, in fact, real, you know, as real as you can think of them to be. So before my awakening happened, for those of you that tune into this podcast and don't know me from before, I used to run a modeling agency. Before, I did some modeling work myself and working in the events and hospitality industry. And I used to be a super ambitious, driven entrepreneur, driven by success and, you know, building a business and making money and and gaining status and all of these things. Um, I wasn't really looking for this kind of information It kind of happens and it kind of came to me and of course this happens when you are open to receiving this information So after my awakening happened and by awakening I mean my spiritual awakening the first real spiritual awakening I've had because you have several But the biggest one I've had was in 2015 when I was on Bali Most of you know this story, so I'm not going to go into detail about that my alien awakening you could say happened not long after that so those of you who know that spiritual awakening in bali kind of story know that i left bali in a state of bliss ecstasy light you could say enlightenment that stayed with me for a few months and basically when I posted my spiritually coming out of the closet video so much happened for me, it really felt like mountains were moving because I received so much energy from the people um, calling me, emailing me based on my story because it inspired them, it touched them, it resonated with them they were looking for answers themselves I think it was that plus a spiritual experience that led me to incredible heights and. I often think back about this time because I have felt that high in my life after that, but not for this long of an extended period. This was maybe a two months where, uh, two to two and a half months where I barely needed sleep, barely needed food. Um, I was really high on my own supply and I was yeah, in a really magical state. Everywhere I went I met people. And um, those people were like who are you and you have this beautiful energy and I just want to be around you and what is that and I don't know I just want to be around you and it was just me feeling completely aligned and I was just riding the waves riding the waves riding the waves so needless to say I was in a very high vibration I was feeling very very good but then something happened a specific saturday morning i was in my house in amsterdam feeling great just doing my thing and suddenly i hear this voice in my head and i heard go to youtube and type in pleiadians and i don't think i've ever heard of the word pleiadians before don't know what it was but i listened so I took my computer. I went to my bedroom. I went to YouTube and I typed in Pleiadians, and I just clicked the first video on top. And that video was titled "Wake Up Call for the Family of Lights." Oh my God! <laughs> I still get goosebumps when I think back of this moment because what happened then was out of this world for me. So. This was a 30-minute-ish video that explains in depth about the battle, the history, basically. The history and the battle over Earth that has took place in the cosmos. This video explained the cosmic perspective of what happened and how Earth came into the wrong hands, basically, which has made Earth into the dualistic and beautiful but also pretty horrible place that it is right now and that it was due to uh, these ET races that have been that have been fighting with each other and a long story anyway it wasn't so much what was being said in the video because that is you know just a story but there was somehow this energetic transmission from the moment it started playing i felt so much recognition i had goosebumps all over my body it's like every single cell in my body just came alive came online and i just felt this deep remembrance within and i just felt like oh like something was being lifted from me it was like um a coming home experience and then as i was watching this i just started to cry and feel my whole body and then i felt three beings come into my room so these were three pleiadian beings and i just let this happen i welcomed them i was in a space of of love and above and these three beings entered my room and this was unmistakable it was one in front and two by its side, a little bit towards the back, so really like in this little triangle position, and they were coming towards me, and I have never ever felt in my life the amount of love that I felt in that moment. It completely exceeded the earthly love that I had known up until that point. It was a life-changing experience, and I knew that it wasn't just love, I knew I had a very strong connection to these beings. I knew it was family and I couldn't really tell whether they were male or female or names or something but it felt like such close family and they just came with this big beautiful presence and this loving energy reminding me of we're here you know you're home with us I mean not home on this planet because what then happened after this beautiful moment of of you know, seeing each other again, that's how it felt like. Um, I felt this deep, what is it called, heimweh. Um, This deep longing to go home. Um, I don't know in this moment what the English word is, but it's the, you know, when you go for a holiday or you're away for too long and you really miss home, you start to feel sick in your stomach because you miss being home, that. And that was magnified. So from that moment on, I could just only cry. Because I felt so seen and everything just fell into place. Because now I finally understood why I had never truly, completely felt at home on earth. Why I had always feel, felt a bit different. You know, growing up as a kid, I didn't understand things. I didn't underst- get, understand the schooling system. Why were we doing these seemingly unimportant things? You know, it just, the way we were treating animals, all of these things... The way I was within, it just seemed to be so different than the people around me. You know, the way, the things I was interested in. So at that moment everything fell into place. I understood why I'd never felt home. And I understood there was a different home for me. Somewhere in this universe that is more home than Earth. And that Earth to me is a visit. And that I have spent more of my lives in another place, in another star system. And that it was the Pleiadian star system. So from that moment, I was just crying and crying and crying. These deep soul tears. But I, it was like the deepest cry I've had in such a long time. I think I was crying for an hour straight. Like sobbing, sobbing. Like, why am I on earth? I don't want to be here. Take me home. I want to go back. It is so heavy here. It is so dense. People are so mean to each other. Take me back take me back take me back and then my sister who was living in the apartment above me she came downstairs and she saw me crying this much and she was surprised of course because i was in this great space all the time so why was what was i crying about but i <laughs> i said to her what i really can't tell you this because you won't believe me and you think i'm crazy and blah blah but she saw in me how real my experience was, so she said very lovingly, she was like, No, I, seriously, I'll, I'll listen, I won't think you're crazy, just just tell me. So me, threw my sobbing tears, I think I'm not from Earth, I think I'm from somewhere else. And so she was listening to me and she, she was like, she didn't even find it that weird at all. She was like, Oh, hmm, do you think I'm from that place as well? So that was really cool and okay so this took me this took me quite a while to integrate um and i have been walking around with this experience quite a while of you know feeling alienated and feeling not at home on earth and feeling like i want to go home so of course then from that moment on the synchronicities were popping up everywhere and i would receive messages from the pleiadians about the pleiadians etc etc I would also talk to the spiritual friends I had made on Bali because these were, at that point, the only people I could talk with about these things because if I would speak about these things with my friends in Amsterdam they would have thought I had completely lost it so, um, yeah, I spoke with them and I learned about the Pleiadian star system and that the Pleiadian race, you could say they are our future they say they are the future of humanity and they're very closely connected to humans they have a karmic connection to humans as well some would also say they're not a they're our future but they're also like our big brothers and sisters who are i think you could say an enlightened race Um, so they don't have the heaviness and the things that we have on earth but they do have interracial challenges or intra-terrestrial challenges you could say so they are in a hundreds of thousands years long fight with other extraterrestrial forces such as the reptilians so there's many more et beings um, but these were the ones i learned most about um in this beginning because it felt like the pleiadians were on this side and the reptilians were on that side and they were each other's opposite but a lot more um, races are actually intertwined and connected and involved around what happens on earth. If this sounds all way out there for you I totally get it especially if this is new information to you and you may think I'm crazy but that's fine by me. Um, So let me go back to the moment where the synchronicities start popping up. I would be meeting with more spiritual people in the Netherlands as well and I remember This was all happening through magic coincidences. And I remember one day sitting at a cafe, the Icebreaker in Amsterdam, at the terrace with Ralf, Ralf Vrelink. He's a coach and a healer, maybe a shaman as well. No, I think he's just a coach and a healer. And we were talking and he is a type of person that sees right through you. And out of the blue, he just asked me, have you already connected with the Pleiadians? (laughs) I was like, well, it's funny that you ask, but of course you ask, because he could kind of see that, and he gave me some information about how to connect, because I was still full with questions like, yeah, but how do I connect, and how do I go back home, and you know, what's the purpose of all of this? Um, I think it was him who told me in that moment that Yes, you can go home, but not before you have completed your mission. And I really understood that in that moment, um, that I have this mission on Earth, and that not until I complete that, I can go back. So I met more and more and more people who are Pleiadian as well. Uh, Ralph isn't, I think. But my boyfriend, the, the first partner I got after my awakening, Moshe, he definitely has experienced Pleiadian lives as well. So I don't want to say with that I am Pleiadian or he is Pleiadian because I believe we experience many lives, many, many, many lives, not just on Earth, but also in different star systems. So I think we spent lifetime, some of us, just on Earth. And some of us, we go to Pleiadian star systems, and then we go to the Syrians, and then we go to the lyrans and then we maybe are reptilian, and then we go back to Earth. and. All of that. This is how I think it's how I think it goes, uh, based on the soul lessons we wish to learn. But it feels to me that we have one, like core imprint, and that to me feels that my core imprint is, is much most related to the Pleiadians. Also, the way I live my life naturally is very much in tune with the teachings from the Pleiadians that other channelers bring forth. So, there's two women that channel the Pleiadians into completely detailed books. And they're both called Barbara. And they both have difficult last names. So, Barbara something, Barbara Handclaw, something like that. And Barbara Marchinik. This is not what it is. But they if you just Google Barbara book Pleiadians, you will find two Barbaras who write books on the Pleiadians. I've been reading these books and the one that i love is the pleiadian agenda and also earth the living library so what this teaches is that earth is in fact a living library which is something you can compare with the ark of noah where noah would save all beings right all animals humans uh, to save them From the disasters on earth that were happening and so this is the way that these books describe or at least earth a living library describes that on earth all these species have come together to be stored in one spot in the universe and where they are you know where we can learn where the universe basically can learn from and observe these species so and this part i feel deep within my core and i'm now going to go to Aliens in your life because I strongly believe that there is aliens in your life and the proof of that is animals I think it is very clear that animals are alien to us in the sense of their genetic makeup and you know everything they are and For example cats. This is stuff. I learned later and later on oh my god if I'm Am I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm really gonna go there? Yes, I'm really gonna go there because I as I'm speaking I noticed that people are going to be listening I think this girl is crazy but I'm gonna go there anyway so I've learned later that there is actually a planet with cats cat people so um, the cat people are basically cats that walk up straight I know this sounds so weird but I'm just gonna share because it resonates with me um, and I know people who have experienced you know spending time and years on these cat planets and everything like that. Hey, and now my cat is coming to say hi. I mean, is is synchronicity real or is it just coincidence? I mean, if you ask me, these are all signs from the universe. So, I think my little cat being here was just giving me some confirmation that I'm not crazy. Um, or at least that there is magic in this universe. So, I believe we are surrounded by aliens all the time and We are here to learn from each other, and that the fact that we live on this planet with all kinds of species together, you know, if you really think about it, no wonder it's a mess. (laughs) No wonder it's a mess, but I think it's mostly a mess, of course, because humans are so disconnected from a spiritual nature, and there's also explanations on why that happens. And from the Pleiadian perspective and teachings, the reason that this happened is because of this fight over Earth, this battle over Earth that has took place and is still taking place, which started hundreds and thousands of years ago. So the story goes that due to a mistake the Pleiadians made, Earth came into the wrong hands and is being ruled by the not so good intended ETs. Um so maybe you have heard about this race, the Anunnaki. It is being said that the Anunnaki are our creators. They're not so much our forefathers, those would be more the Pleiadians, but our creators. Meaning the Anunnaki have created humans. Then what happened? We all know the Bible, right? And um We all know that there is a big difference between the Old Testaments and the old documents of the Bible and the newer ones. And a lot of people believe that God is in fact some judging being that judges whether you go to hell or heaven. That judges you based on your actions and that you can do wrong and that you can do good. What is being said is that we are actually mistaking this God with our Anunnaki forefathers, in quote. With our Anunnaki creators, because they did indeed judge. There's many, many, many books and channelings that write about this, um, that really, really resonate with me. Another book that is Dutch, that I really recommend reading on this is, okay, Timebender, I was just thinking what the title was. It's Timebender by Tijn Tauber. It's a phenomenal book and the way he's written it is very easily digestible and as I was reading this book not too long ago, I was just feeling this deep because now I just let everything go by my intuition and it is so clear for me to feel what is truth and and what is just a slightly distorted version of reality, if you know what I'm saying. And what this book describes, I just felt this deep, yes, this is how it is. To me, this is completely truth. It felt very, very clean, um, very spotless. So, if you want to know more about these kind of things, I'm not quite sure if he spoke about the Anunnaki as well, but I think he did. Um, so, definitely go and read Timebender. I have a little passage from, and let me see which book is this. This is Earth, Pleiadian Keys to the Living Library. I wrote this down, these notes in 2016. When I read a book that is really capturing me, captivating me, I write down notes for me to read back later. I just forget to read them usually, but now I do. This is about animals. So This is a channeling from one of the Barbaras. Animals are brilliant and much smarter than humans. Many are now moving to this world of light, which is why there are many so-called extinctions taking place, right? So this is an explanation why so many animals go extinct. One of the greatest distinctions between animals and humans is that animals know they do not end when they die. They are designed and created to be your companion and to teach you. Animals have a certain intuitive sense that lets them understand their roles with each other. They come from a variety of extraterrestrial communities and look just like their ancestors who were sentient beings upon other planets. Some animals are used as transmitters. And this is interesting because this is what I use, this part, uh, that's going to come next to heal my cat allergy. Cats are direct transmitters of information to a species of consciousness that uses the cats to monitor you. Do you ever feel that cats are looking at you, like they are observing you? So this is in fact what is being shared here, that cats actually do monitor you and somehow transfer this information back to their extraterrestrial friends, for whatever purpose, I don't know. One of the prime things that being allergic to cats indicates is that you have difficulty allowing closeness of love to come into your life. You cannot let love in. So I made a video about how I healed my allergies or something like that, it's on YouTube. And I indeed was allergic to cats and dogs. I had this test actually, this official test, but I didn't even need a test because every time I would go to a friend's house who had cats, I would be sneezing and crying within 10 minutes, you know. I didn't wanna take the pills, but it was the only way for me to spend time with her. It was it was pretty bad. Um, But I really wanted a cat. So when I got Joya, I was like, I'm going to trust the universe because I've already learned so much about healing at that point that I knew I could heal my body and that I could program my body. Um, So I was like, even if I have the allergy, I'll figure it out. So I got Joya. And indeed, within half an hour, I was crying. I was like, fuck, I still have the allergy. Damn, now I got to fix it. So then I've been looking into what cats represent because everything you're allergic to represents something and you are allergic to the thing that it represents i'm not sure if this is the same for food allergies i'm not the person to tell you that Um, because i think there may be a different something to food allergies but to things like pollen or you know animals allergies to that what does it represent because that is what you are allergic to so when i understood that that i'm being allergic to letting love in I could see how that was true I could see how I was still protecting myself from becoming too close and from developing too much closeness with another person because I had experienced so much loss in my life especially the people that have been so close into my life and because they died or left or or betrayed me whatever reason it has hurt me so much that I kind of learned to love from afar. So when Joya was in my house, I did several things, which I described in the video, but one big thing was learning to let love in. Okay, something else that is being shared. I love this part. It is quite easy to live in harmony with nature. All you need to do is telepath exactly what you want to experience. Talk to earth and to nature in your mind and out loud. Now, this is something I've also learned from a shamanic retreat I took maybe two years ago in Chile. And, of course, what was new to me is that everything is alive in nature. Like the tree that I'm looking at, it has a consciousness. And its roots go deep down to the earth and are connected, of course, with the earth. Who is a conscious being? Pachamama. She, our mother, she is alive. She's not just a lump that we happen to live on. She's a living and feeling conscious sentient being she's actually uh spiritually speaking a very highly evolved conscious being because in in the in the this is funny but this is also I remember from the the, the conversation I had with Ralph and many others we're all equal yes and at the same time there is a hierarchy there is like a soul hierarchy in terms of how evolved a soul is and the more evolved a soul is the more bigger Um, the aura is but also the higher the role is the bigger the task is the bigger the purpose is and you could say that a planet like earth has a, a much higher developed consciousness than we as humans do which is why she is the earth and i think the highest consciousness that we get to experience in our universe is the sun The sun has an incredible high frequency and an incredible high consciousness. It's so nice because I'm sitting in the sun right now and I just feel this recognition from the sun coming, like this. I feel these love beams coming from the sun for me saying this. But back to the earth. The earth is connected with its roots into Gaia. But through this root system, the earth is con- or the tree is connected to all other trees and all other plants, and they actually communicate with each other underground. This is so amazing. If you've ever looked into these videos that show how the roots are connected with each other, and that there is a mother tree, and this mother tree feeds underground all the other trees and takes care of all the other trees. Um, so that one tree is having difficulty because that tree is getting less sunlight or less water whatever the other tree supports the other trees give their nutrients to that tree so the earth nature and earth is a self-organizing organism that is alive that is conscious that is communicating and that is naturally giving now this is fascinating but also of course the rivers, the oceans, the rocks, the rocks hold so much consciousness because the rocks have experienced so many years of being conscious because in this universe, everything is conscious, right If you look at quantum physics, I say about I say this all the time, but you create your reality, everything we are observing around us right now is is a hologram it is a a reflection of an energetic world of a world that is energetic in nature that is not physical in nature it looks physical in nature it perceives to be physical in nature because it is being observed when the world is not observed it is energetic in nature it is just waves frequency so everything in this world is created by the observer the observer effect, right? So every observer creates a different reality. So the observer is the creator. So in this world, everything is conscious. It's impossible for something to not be conscious. So your car is conscious, your computer is conscious, the concrete you walk on is conscious. Even the, the, the wood that you use to, to build doors from is conscious. Even though it's no longer alive, it is still imbued with consciousness. So if everything is conscious, and if nature carries information, then yes, you can speak to nature. You can actually whisper something into the wind and ask the wind to bring it to you, or to share a message forth. You can give a message or or a request to the birds and ask the birds to bring this to you. You can ask the trees to grow food that nourishes you, and this is why some women give their menstrual blood to the earth, the, the trees, in their, or even their plants grow, because then the tree or the plant absorbs the genetic information of the woman and can then produce produce that is actually of benefit to the woman. So yes, I love this part. I just went on a little story here. But I'm so excited about all this stuff. When you allow... I'm going further into reading this last part. When you allow forms of animal life to sit in equality to you. Then you will be ready to sit in council on the higher planes. You will be able to comprehend how the God force distinguishes itself. In all of its various creations throughout existence. Okay, so you will be able to see God in everything, oh my, the the other cat is with me now and and looking at me, so cute, and this is really what I experience and um, also here being on Abitha, I'm feeling this incredible connection to animals. I've always had a good connection to animals, but it's just becoming better and better. So with these cats, you know, first one of them was afraid, but just afraid of people. But it took me one night one evening and we were best buddies and he's sleeping in my bed and they're sleeping in my arms like spooning each other and it is so cute they follow me wherever I go when I go outside they go outside when I go inside they go inside and they just trust me so deeply and also the horses that I, I now spend time with horses twice a week and yeah i really feel this deep connection to the horses and it's because i do see an animal as an equal joya for example well she really is at least equal to me because she has a presence and a soul that is wise and in terms of hierarchy right what i told you about before then joya is definitely high in the hierarchy compared to most cats right she's spiritually a much more evolved being than a regular house cat and this is i mean every cat is special and every cat is um super intuitive and every cat has healing abilities i don't know the the magic that joya holds to me is very magical okay back to more et stories because i have another good one to share that's gonna sound really crazy but i expect if you're If you're still here, then you can handle it. Years ago, this was maybe three or four years ago, I went on a retreat myself. I think it was the first retreat of someone else I attended because I had never attended someone else's retreats, just organized my own. But somehow I felt it's nice to experience that and to gift myself also that. I went to this retreat and this woman that was hosting this, she had said something to me. She told me something that I was completely unaware of. And what she told me was that whenever I enter a room, I unconsciously did something that made other people notice me. The way she described it, she said, when you enter a room, you basically send out hooks from your heart to everybody else to kind of get their attention. So people hook into you and you use this as your magnetic attraction or something like that either way i at that point looked and thought very highly of this woman so first i believed what she said second whatever she shared didn't feel very pure to me and i was like i don't want to hook into people's hearts no way, it sounded a bit manipulative even though I was completely unaware that that was the case Um, so I didn't want that and we had this conversation deep into the middle of the night and I said out loud to her like, "What? if this is true I want it out, I want it gone change this, I don't want this and she was kind of a magician and a wizard and she would work a lot in the underworld and um, so, I wasn't asking her to do it, I was just stating very clearly this is what I want. I don't want to hook with my energy into other people's hearts. And the next day, we had breath work. So, she wasn't guiding the breath work, she was just breathing as a participant, and she had someone else that she brought in to do the breath work. So, we were in the breath work, and it was beautiful. I mean, breath work is always amazing, and you start to feel the stingles in your hands and blah, 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 everything. And then suddenly this was towards, it was over the half of the breathwork, towards the end-ish, and I felt a being, or actually there were three beings again, come and stand next to me, to my right side, to my head. And I, I just felt them walking, and a boom, they were just standing there, and they were just looking at me, looking down at me. and they were so clearly there that i opened my eyes because i thought it was the woman holding space the woman giving the breathwork. i forgot her name i thought it was her I opened my eyes and it was not her she was completely on the other side so i closed my eyes again i see these beings i'm like what is this and then i looked closely and i saw something i i really couldn't believe but in that moment you were also in this heightened state of vibration frequency that you more easily accept what you're being shown because you don't have this critical mind that is active when we are in our ego and i saw three praying mantis beings a mantis being okay so they were tall like two meters or a little little less than two meters or maybe higher even um and they looked like a praying mantis you know those green animals? Yes, and they were green, and they had these big, uh, you know, these triangle heads and these big eyes and these long arms. But they were just standing up, and I was like, all right. Um, so I just checked in with myself, like, is this good? Like, I, 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 don't know what's happening. Are these beings good? Never heard of them before. Did, boop, didn't know this existed, but I felt benevolent. and. I was like, okay, it feels benevolent, so whatever you're here to do, do your thing. So I just kind of said that intentionally. I trust you, whatever's going to happen from here is fine. Next thing I know, I'm on an operating table. And I'm getting surgery on my heart. This is a very personal story, actually. I have never shared about this publicly. I've written about this, but I felt not to share about this. Because I thought, this is A, it's very personal, but B, you know, how many people are actually going to believe you? Anyway, I was getting surgery on my heart. And it was, I'm not going to lie, it was extremely painful. Like physically painful. It really felt like, I, I physically felt my heart being open. There was being cut in between. And this took about 10 minutes. I think the whole experience took about 20 minutes. And then at one point they were gone, or at one point they were finished, and they kind of looked over to see if I was okay. And I was still on this table, still in so much pain. And it felt like there was something metal in my heart, something new, something I had never experienced before. So, you know, they left, everything was fine, but I was there with this extreme pain in my heart. And I was like, what happened? I was slowly coming to my senses. Um, but I felt so, so, so sensitive and so vulnerable. And then the breathwork ended and I was like, well, I'm so not ready to come back. Anyway, she wrapped up the breathwork. And then we. she asked everyone to share. And I was like, I cannot share. This is too much. So I just send out with my energy, like, do not ask me to share. And then she didn't. And then later I went to the woman who organized the retreat and I just burst out in tears. I said, what happened? Did you see those beings that were there? Because she is so psychically tuned, I thought she would have noticed. But she didn't, because she was in her own experience. I said, okay, I saw these beings. She said, what beings? I said, they look like praying mantis. And she was like, oh, okay, don't worry. They're the good guys. I was like, what? So I'm not crazy? These beings actually exist? And. She told me, I told her my experience, and she explained to me why it felt so painful to me because the way what she described is that these beings are phenomenal um, when it comes to doing surgeries and they're actually known for doing that, they just are not very, they, they don't have much empathy. So this is why she said it could feel like as they were being cold, but they were just being very precise, doing their job, just doing what needed to be done, and then they left. Well, anyway, I just had to experience, had to integrate this experience, um, which took me, I think, four days until the pain in my chest went away. And I could not walk with my heart open, like I would, I w- I'm sitting now with my heart open towards the sun. I couldn't, it w- It had to be protected. It was so vulnerable. I couldn't stand um, much energy directed towards me. I couldn't stand certain sounds, certain frequencies. And first I went back to my room. We had a break and I just skipped the rest of the day. And I think I laid in my bed there for two hours, crying and sobbing, just just the grief out. And then also yeah just feeling this sadness like what happened what happened to my heart i wrote about this let me see if i can find this back okay so i found my notes so i'll just read you some of that this morning the surgery happened in the last 20 minutes of the breath work i saw two beings there were two come stand next to me i even opened my eyes because i was sure it must be her standing next to me but no i closed my eyes again they looked like tall grasshoppers One of them leaned over me, close to my heart. I felt its presence clearly. They didn't feel bad in any way. They felt benevolent. I realized only benevolent beings would enter this space and so I let go. I surrendered. Next thing I know is feeling I'm laying on an operating table and getting surgery. My heart area hurts. It feels like a wide open cut from my chest into my solar plexus. Everything just happens. It doesn't feel pleasant. I notice my whole body shaking. Of course it does, I thought to myself. I'm being operated on, without sedation. It keeps hurting and I wonder when they're done. I feel into my heart area and it feels so different. I can't connect with it anymore. Like something cold and unknown is in there. Where's my beautiful heart? Why can't I feel it anymore? I'm not happy, when is this finished? Okay, so this is when the session was ending. It still hurts. I see five to six beings bending over me over my head like they're checking to see if i'm okay well i'm not really it still hurts and i can't connect anymore to what felt like my heart then i shared with the woman who organized retreat i asked her who are these beings and what did they do to me i burst out in tears she asked me what happened i told her and she did a little happy dance when she heard operating table She told me the grasshoppers are the good guys and compassionately explains why it may have felt quite intrusive because these beings have no emotions. They indeed felt completely emotionless. It makes them very clear and they deliver excellent, very precise work, she says. It's amazing. After our talk last night, we both had agreed on me doing this. In quote, going to get them. Stepping into this much grander version of me. And so they must have been called in to do this emergency, emergency surgery on me so that I now have a heart that is free of hooks. They do this when the patterns are too deep to transform sometimes. And I feel the difference. I don't fully go into other people anymore. I am much more centered in myself. But there's so much tears. I go to my bedroom and cry for hours straight. I've never cried so much. Where's my beautiful heart? I loved it so much. It guided me so well. I loved it so much. It was such a good manifester. All these thoughts came by. My chest hurts. I cried and cried and truly felt like I had just had surgery and needed to recover. It reminded me of the time my tonsils were removed. I remembered medicine and I listened to specific songs over and over again, crying more and more and more. I pick up my phone to Google a bit about these beings or spiritual surgeries. It's 13.33 right now. Google's not going to give me what I need right now. And I dive back into crying more. I go to Spotify and the first album top left is Trevor Hall's album Kayla. Perfect. I click shuffle. The first song that plays, you can't rush your healing. The second song, mother, and later the fourth song, mama and papa these were honestly I I still can't believe it, I forgot about this these were honestly the songs that were being played I still can't touch my chest area because just touching it lightly hurts but it gets better in between the cries I test drive my new or repaired heart can it still feel what happens when I think of this person do I still feel love I feel a lot so it definitely works It feels like learning how to walk again. It feels very surreal. Slowly, in the next few hours, the pain starts to fade and it feels like my chest is closing up, healing. But everything has changed. And I know I can't comprehend to what extent yet. It doesn't feel safe or smart yet to think about things that would burst my heart open as I have to be very sensitive with it. But when I think of him, and with him I I refer to my twin flame because at that time I was thinking about him a lot I feel much more disconnected less needy for sure I don't need him at all what purpose has a unification then I think it would probably have felt so much better when still having the attachment heart (laughs) because I am much more detached to the outcome would I still want this so badly as I did before it's too early to feel into these questions and not necessary My breath is very peaceful, and I'm getting more used to this heart. My new heart wants to dance, to slow, beautiful music like Travers. All sexiness is out of there, it just doesn't feel right anymore. I dress up, I need to wear long pants regardless of the weather, it does feel so much better. I spend the rest of my day in solitude, as I just want to be by myself and don't need to connect outwards. And I'm recovering, healing, you can't rush it so this was my story with the praying mantis beings the second extraterrestrial race that i had this extremely deep and emotional connection to and there's many more stories i can share but i felt i really want to share these with you and if this somehow resonates then i invite you to go within and to feel what all of this that you've just heard means for you and um if If you want answers for yourself say say it out loud, ask for it, ask the wind, ask the trees ask ask the birds, you know, go sit on mother earth and or better go out at night and watch the stars, and just call out to the stars and ask questions and I've done this so many times and I've received these questions in such powerful ways when I did this. all you have to do is ask the question connect with nature and then be open to the answer in whatever whichever way it comes and lastly I want to say that we are really being guided we are being guided by angels ascended masters extraterrestrial beings and there's no need to fear the bad guys no need to fear those at all the thing that some not so benevolent beings feed on is actually the energy of fear and this is why so much fear is being created in the world today because that is their food that is their source right so as long as you do not feed those energies you will not deal with those energies because you simply vibe into another spectrum and then you more naturally align with the beings of higher frequency like like the Pleiadians for example are beings of love um love and joy and they are in a much higher frequency. And whatever you experience is just, you are you, what, you, what you experience is a reflection of what you are sending out into the universe. So do not fear, there is really no need to fear. And even if this battle over earth thing is scaring you a little, everything is under control. And all prophecies um, prophesize, ah, there's the wind again yeah so much power from the wind. all the prophecy states that we most definitely uh most wahrscheinlich, most that we will most probably make this change that we are looking at. you know we've moved into this age of Aquarius, we are in this extremely big shift in the moment where everything is about to change, and that just doesn't come easily you know it is it is tough to let go of the old ways, and it is tough when All systems are crumbling down. And that is exactly what is happening right now. But there is no need to fear. We are guided. Our Pleiadian and our Syrian and our Lyran friends are all here to help us. Um, They can't really interfere. Meaning we have to make the change on Earth ourselves. They aren't going to do it for us. Because that's the mistake the Pleiadians made so many years ago. They made sure that we wouldn't blow up our planet or something like that out of love because they didn't they didn't want to see us go down but because they did that they took a very valuable lesson that was for us to be learned for us as humans i'm talking about years many 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 years back on earth so that was the karmic mistake the pleiadians made and they learned not to do that anymore so they cannot interfere with the process that is happening on earth because we are being presented with this big, beautiful lesson to make this collective change, to shift from the fear frequency that a lot of humanity is still vibrating on, to shift that into higher emotional states up into the state of love, and to live from that state of love, but we have to do it ourselves. They're here for help, they're here for help, so you can definitely ask them for support, but they're not gonna do it for you so you don't need to fear that because you have everything you need and everything it takes to make the shift in your personal life and to make the contribution to the collective that you have decided to do before you incarnated on this earth you have everything you need you are so ready you are born for this for these times that you're alive in right now I hope the wind has not been disturbing for you to listen to this podcast if you made it all the way to the end here I want to thank you thank you for listening and if this resonated with you please do share please do share this story so more people can wake up to the fact that we are not alone in this universe that extraterrestrial life exists and that we don't need to fear that all we have to remember is these codes within they're all embedded within us and it's possible that your mind says i don't believe this kind of stories but that your heart feels something else that your heart feels a peace or a recognition or a knowing and when that happens then, then a code is being awakened a code within you is being activated and i just want to express my gratitude for you for being here and for doing your part in the mission of the world that we are in today and if I have one wish for you it would be to to be love and to connect more to your hearts to remember who you are to remember that we are all connected to remember that life loves you and you are being held in the hands of grace and I love you too I wish you a beautiful 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 night day or morning whatever it is for you, and see you next time.